What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logo Podcast. I'm Max. I'm Sam. I'm Joey. Um, guess what? What? I have something cool for y'all. What is it? Something really cool. Why do you, why do you wait for this stuff when we're recording? You got to tell us before. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson. Mm. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, I don't know, actually. Just a, some random dude I just found. Just a guy. On <laughs> oh, gosh. So Jordan Peterson is a uh, psychologist um, from uh, Canada. Is he a psychologist or is he a psychiatrist? I don't know the difference. Psychology. He's a clinical psychologist. Okay, good. Boom. Sam yeah, what you got? Is it right. Canadian? He's, he's a professor at the University of Toronto. Or he yeah. was, right? Or is he still? I think he was. Uh, yeah, I don't think he is. I don't know. I, think, I guess he does private lectures still, but... Uh, yeah, well, he's part of the intellectual dark web. I don't know if you guys have heard about these what people, right? I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit. Fill us in. Well, there's like the... It's what they call like the intellectual dark web, and there's like these five or six people that are a part of it. It's like Jordan Peterson. I think Ben Shapiro is part of it. I think Sam Harris is part of it. I think... Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I uh, think I've heard of this. Okay, well, uh, Dave Rubin's part is of it. Is this like a formal group? That's right. I'm missing one guy. Uh, I'll think of his name, but they are just kind of like these people that like, people like watch on like YouTube and they have like different mediums that they go watch and like have like intellectual conversations with the, each other. And yeah, so they call yeah, themselves. Yeah, they're really smart and they're talking about good ideas. I that's wonder cool. if we could become members of the intellectual Brett Weinstein, that's the other one. Brett mm-hmm. Weinstein. Because they, they, like some of them are like more like conservative, right-wing, religious, whatever. And then the other one's like more like liberal and like non-religious. So it's yeah. a good like kind of balance, I guess, for like good conversations. Are they, would they call themselves members of the that, intellectual Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They it's do. It's like a joke. Oh, wow. Well, it's like a running, you know, they're kind of like, oh, okay. yeah, members of the intellectual web. I got, you. I got yeah. you. No, but it is cool to see this kind of movement of so many people like, tuning into these long discussions yeah. and like intellectual, you know, lectures that people are like, people are interested in that. They're, they're hungry yeah. for it. So, and it just shows uh, the, 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 the nature within man to want to know truth. Desire for truth, man. So Jordan Dr- Peterson. Yeah. He's, uh, he's made quite the wave, um, quite the wave. Like, I don't know, maybe like in the last 10 years, particularly the last five years within five. the, within the social media realm, at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, yeah, he's made a lot of impact on me. I know a lot of people, um, here at the seminary, um, uh, follow him. Yeah. He, well, he had his breakout was, I think it was like back in 2015. I think yeah. something happened in Canada and I, I don't know the ins and outs of it completely, but they, the, the government passed this kind of like law that regulates how you could talk to people. Like, I think it was considered like hate speech or something like that. When, if like a transgender person, if I called them by their non-preferred pronoun yeah right then you could be like prosecuted for that yeah right so yep. jordan peterson that's that's kind of what he came on the the scene with is because he was like f- out fighting against this speaking out against it yeah, yeah and not so much like that he doesn't he, he like he acknowledges like he would say like oh you know i would call a transgender person by their pronoun or whatever but he says that the fact that the government's regulating it now that's what he was like i'm coming out but then yeah and, government starts trying to tell us how to speak then they're going to start trying to control how we think and i think that was his biggest thing like yeah. he knew what the logical progression of this law right would uh would man- would express how it would express itself in society. and i think if i'm right it's because he's uh, very well read about the movements of like the totalitarian regimes of the 20th yeah. century. And like, mm-hmm. that's how they started is like controlling speech propaganda. Mm-hmm. And then you start to manipulate your people by controlling how they think it's like yeah. one thing leads to another. So he was really outspoken. Yeah, and against it. he was particularly influenced, uh, by, I think he considers himself a disciple of Carl Jung. Okay. Who is that? I know nothing about him. 
Uh, so he's a psychologist. I've heard his name, to be fair. Yeah, so he's a psychologist, a pretty renowned psychologist. And one of the big things he kind of contributes to, uh, to I guess, what would be psychiatry, psychologist. Psycho- Sounds right to me, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was, like, in the, in the like, late 1800s is when he was born. And I think he died, like, mid-1900s. Okay. So we're basically, one of his big things is uh, this idea of the archetypes. Right? Archetypes. Okay. Yeah, so things with, like, particular characters in history if we analyze them enough we see consistent features um, that kind of explain to man who he is and who he's trying to become is it just characters in history is it also like characters in literature and stuff uh i well i think characters well i think both yeah i think both would be okay there. so because i like, think i've heard him talk because jordan peterson he's fascinated with like stories and like narratives and right stuff, well because right? narratives are what draw out these these personas right these archetypes. Yeah, these archetypes yeah these archetypes so it's, so it's in literature too probably yeah um, so yeah, so he's kind of, he's taken, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's not everything Carl Jung's contributed, but in, in a certain sense, like that's who Jordan Peterson's kind of, he's a follower of Carl Jung right. for what it's worth. And, and I think George Lucas, um, was really influenced by him. By Carl Jung? Carl Jung, yeah. Jung or Jung? It's, Jung. It's Jung. No, yeah, you're definitely Jung. wrong. Jung. I wasn't going to correct you, but now that we're here, yeah, I think it's with a, I think it's, <laughs> you, you got it. You understand. Like it's, it's, but it's spelt with a J. So to be fair. Right. So, okay. So you, anyways. T- you took Latin. Uh, and so right, and sometimes this, you, you see know, J's, and, and yes, yeah, and then, then then you say J. What is a J in Spanish? Yeah, um, dude. J. No. Ha. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so anyways, basically these archetypes. Right, let's get back on track here. We have these archetypes that are kind of going through history and whatnot, and. Jordan Peterson identifies all these different archetypes and he kind of plays with this character of Christ. That's where we're going with this, right? Yeah. Because he is kind of like this guy that knows who Christ is. He knows a lot about him, but he's never really confessed that he believes Christ is, uh, has any divinity to him, right? So it's kind of like, well, we have this really smart man talking about Christ in a kind of an intellectual way, which is why he's kind of appealing to some Christians as well. Right. Yeah. But uh, this kind of weird thing happened, like what was it, like two weeks ago, where he yeah. kind of like seemed like he accepted that Christ is divine and he's the son yeah. of God. And it was like, we just kind of wanted to record a reaction to that because that was such a big, big deal for a lot of people online, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's been, I think over the last many years giving lectures about stories from the Bible, right? Right. right. Like that's been, that's been one of the things that's been big mm-hmm. and he's been kind of drawing out these archetypes that he's yeah. and kind of like analyzing the Bible from the perspective of a psychologist. Right. And not not from a theological perspective, but from a psychological perspective. And it's been really fascinating. Yeah. And I think that even Christians, um, we can kind of garner fruit from that type of practice. Like the Bible, I mean, you can read it in many different ways right. and it contains truth on many different levels. So like the fact that he's analyzing it from a psychological perspective, we like there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's totally cool. Yeah. And also like. You know, to be completely fair, uh, th- he is not the first to do anything like this, at least from a psychological perspective. Right? We had like Father Groeschel, right? Who, yeah, I mean, well, even though like the church fathers, right? I mean, so, so, yeah, so I guess like, but the fact that, you know, he was able to to uh, make such a big audience, yeah, that people are, and right, that people are fascinated in it, right? Because these are the stories that yeah. have like shaped Western civilization, right? And I think that's why he's interested in them, but yeah, like Sam said, he's never come out even though he's been asked many times like do you believe in god yeah um are Point you a, are you a christian and he's he's refused to kind of like give a straightforward answer to that question even though from what i've seen whenever he answers that question it's it becomes an answer that like his whole person is invested in and he's like very yeah. sincere yeah. and but yeah recently it seems that he 
maybe is leaning towards some form of Christianity. Some form of Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he really thinks about it too. You know, he's yeah. like, you can see his wheels turn in, and yeah. he's like, how do I want to answer this? Because he certainly respects the arguments of the church, and because a lot of people like to dumb it down and say, no, this is stupid, whatever, it doesn't make any sense. And then Jordan Peterson likes to do it this thing called steel manning an go. argument, right? Yeah. yeah. So he he he's kind of big for that, where he makes an argument as best as it possibly can, and then works yeah. with it. So, so I think he definitely does that for us. So that's in contrast to like. You can straw man an argument, right, which is like so. when you're arguing with somebody and <laughs> you uh, you like try to explain their argument in such a way, but you don't do it justice. Like you like yeah. you set up a really weak argument to then try to take down. Yeah, but Jordan Peterson, yeah, he sets up like the best possible argument and really like tries to wrestle with it, and he does it really yeah. uh, successfully. I think uh, he's been asked point blank, um, "Do you believe in God?" And his reaction a lot of the times is very sincere, as Joe mm-hmm. was talking about. He's very invested in this question. And I remember one time, particularly in an interview, and I can't remember who, it may have been Patrick Coffin even, mm. but uh, he asked him, do you believe in God? And he says, well, I would ask you, what do you mean by God? Yeah. Which is like a fair distinction. Yeah. Right? Because not everybody has uh, the correct idea of God. Right? And what does it mean to believe? Right. Even right. Christians and, you know, non-Christians both. Mm-hmm. Uh, their ideas of God are distinct in a, in a lot of ways uh, for whatever reason. And so, like, that re- that question is, I think, it's righteous. Um, and I think for much of his career, people have been pressing him, do you believe? Are you Christian? What are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think one time he made a web, or he talked about he made a website for himself based off of his own religion. Not because, you know, the, he, you know, he's his own entity but because he was like i kind of want to flesh out my ideas on this website like through myself and kind of i didn't know that the, yeah uh, cool. dialogue with myself yeah it is and so um here recently this news broke out on uh, youtube making a yeah, sensation who, who was interviewing him i don't know i didn't know who it's that guy some, was it was like some seminarian thing right yeah was it i, I couldn't yeah, yeah. i was of like the orthodox religion yeah i don't know if it was it definitely wasn't catholic I'm no yeah sure. i think it was like orthodox yeah i was an orthodox but asking him about sure. about faith and christ yeah like a podcast or yeah. something yeah, yeah. He was just like videotaping all, and he just kind of point blank asked him and all of a sudden jordan peterson starts talking about christ and like he starts kind of breaking down in tears and like he get, kind of pauses and you're kind of like well, what's going on here yeah. and he, you know when he says things you kind of like this guy's super smart like he's, I, I'm, <laughs> he's I don't even so know what smart. he's talking about right now <laughs> but if you watch the video he's obviously saying that like that he's so compelled by Christ. I mean, like to the point to where he's thinking, like, I actually believe that he is the son of God. Right? And I think he, like he was moved to, and I think that's what attracts a lot of people about him is his, his sincerity. Yeah. His honesty with, with the way he's trying to inquire with other people, with those he brings on the show and also that host him, you know, he's, he's very, very forgiving. And as Sam said, he, he, he still mans their argument. Oftentimes they'll give an argument. He'll be like, well, I think this is what you were trying to say. And he makes it better. And he makes it him. better. Yeah. And then, and then he helps him out. And then he's like, but this is still why it's, why it fails yeah. ultimately. Um, but I think that, that this, 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 uh, this new finding, um, will be very good for him. Um, even on a personal level, right? So like his journey this last year particularly has been um, difficult. Yeah, he's been through some stuff this last yeah, year, right? Yeah, he has been. He, he, was in, he was in rehab for some time um, because, yeah, he was going through some, some, some illnesses. Well, I think he was addicted to pain. pain well, yeah, and so because of these illnesses he was dealing with, he picked up some, 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 uh, some pills and he got kind of hooked on them. And from my understanding, he's been kind of in this, it's been pretty severe this last year particularly. Yeah, it was, and he kind of stepped away. And also his wife... 
uh, she was battling with, I think, renal cancer, which is wow. is uh, kidney cancer for anybody who didn't Good know. Gracious. Um, I think she, I think she's doing okay, but I know that they were looking all over the world for certain like options. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, obviously that's got to be tough. And then he kind of was going through some stuff himself, and I think. Just and also to just like come into fame like he did within the, such a short period of time had to be like a whirlwind of an experience yeah. for him. You know, I mean, like he just blew up out of nowhere and yeah. then he wrote a yeah, book. Yeah, that's a good then, point. I don't think he wanted to be famous. No, no he yeah. just said, I have to stand up for this stuff. Otherwise, nobody else will. Right. You yeah. Know? And then and he started realizing that he was helping a lot of people. Like a lot of people were being helped by what he was saying and their lives were significantly improving. You know, it was something very interesting. I remember uh, listening to him on a, on some video. What a question, another question. Side note, if you're videotaping a podcast, would that be a vlogcast? That's an excellent question. Because I, think, I keep trying to refer to this kind of video podcast thing. Yeah, like Pints with Aquinas. Yeah, what would that be? That's like they film it and I think it's still a podcast. Still because po- the original podcasting, they still videotape. Like you like the, you get the OGs in the in the air in the area, like they would they would also videotape okay. themselves. So a just lot. podcasting. All right, just yeah, podcasting. It's kinda lame. I think I mean I don't know. I remember on this video, he was talking about the fact that um, his book was appealing mostly, this is interesting, to middle-aged women. What? Yes. I thought it was all men who no, were reading this book. this is what was interesting. He says a large portion of his sales, or, or, or uh, at least um, statistically speaking, were women. That's fascinating. Yeah, women, I think it was something like, yeah, like, like the ages of like 25 to like 45. It was a lot of sales. Now they may have been getting it for you know their husbands, boyfriends, children, yeah, whatever. Wanted, yeah. But nonetheless, that's I thought that was very fascinating. That's when cool. I heard that statistic. That's What's cool. your guys' reaction to that? What do you think? What do you think the reason is? Just I don't know. Cuff. Well, I've heard that like he's 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 incredibly appealing to young men because he's providing them like his book was twelve rules for life, and like he's providing men with like order and like ways to actually like whip themselves into shape and make something of themselves. But I think that's the thing. I don't think it was just men. Right, like it, it, a lot of men picked it up maybe in their own lives, yeah. but it wasn't just it was right. Just, so that's so that's why that, that's yeah. cool to hear that, that that that's. I know I know one thing he talks about, especially for women. He talks about because he talks about like his patience and stuff. One of the things that women deal with, apparently, according to him, is uh, agreeableness. Where like women are more likely to agree on certain things, like in their life, like they're more likely to kind of like, uh, I guess it, how you put it, like come to terms with somebody like be like, okay, I'll compromise this for that. Right. And a lot of women want to get better at that. So I think that's what he talks about oh, wow. that book. And I think uh, addresses that yeah. as one of the, one of the rules. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, back to the, the video that, that we've been kind of like that struck us about when he's talking about Christ, I'll tell you what, like really stood out to me more than anything else, especially considering the name of this podcast is logos as he was talking about, when he was asked about this figure of Christ, he was talking about what would happen if the quote unquote narrative world Mm. came into contact with the real world, with reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And when, when he said the narrative world, I think I'm assuming it was somewhat along the lines of these archetypes that we've been talking about. Right. Like, like, so these kind of abstract categories of like greatness that are Mm. typically ascribed to either heroes of history or in literature that are like the ideals of everything, like, like the best that the human person could be. He said, all of those are consolidated and come together in the person of Christ. And that's why Christ serves as this, this, this ideal figure. But he says, What's different about Christ is that he's not just a mythological figure, that he's a historical figure, that he's a person 
who like we have historical records of having existed, right? Yeah. And then this is this is what fascinates me about it is this narrative world that he's kind of like tracking this kind of like intelligibility behind everything that exists. That's what like that's what we would call the logos. <laughs> like Christ, yeah, is the logos through whom the whole world came mm-hmm. into existence. Mm-hmm. And that is why that there's this order and intelligibility mm-hmm. behind everything that is. And I think that Jordan Peterson is kind of sensing that right. and like coming into touch with it. And that's why it's leading him to this person who is the word himself, who is Christ. You know, I, I, it's interesting. As soon as he said this very thing, I think that was one of the things that struck me the most too, especially when he says that like in Jesus Christ, you have divinity and humanity meeting, which yeah. is true. That's like the Christian message. Yeah. It's the incarnation, right? Yeah. That's, that's what this is. The the particular painting that I actually have in my room, the Michelangelo, the creation of Adam, yeah. where God and Adam are like touching each other. Almost. Almost, right. Yeah, you're right. So um, I thought that was like, I remember when I first listened to it, I was like, he referenced C.S. Lewis and he was like, I remember reading this in C.S. Lewis that Jesus Christ was not only a historical, or like he, he existed in a particular place in a particular time and yeah. he embodied this divine reality. I was like, really? That's all it took? Like in my head, you know, as a as a Catholic, like I'm like, really? That's that's like that's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious to us. Mm-hmm. But I guess to somebody that's from the outside world, like looking in, that's not so obvious. And I think a lot of the times, it's kind of sad to see within my own, you know, church that many people just kind of take that truth for granted, including myself. Yeah. Like that's not just some other thing. That's major. Yeah. Because if Jesus Christ is who He says He is. That has a lot of implications <laughs> for who we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, like, initially when I heard this narrative world meeting, you know, this human um, or this divine meaning, this human, if we want to call it that, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, and then he referred to Sweetie Slow. So I was like, that's that's all it took? Yeah. That's it? It's like, Jordan, I could have got you. Come there. on, Jordan. Yeah, I could have told you. That's easy. What conversation. No, that, but it's, it, I think you're right. It shows the kind of, like, profound nature of this truth that this historical man, this man who lived and walked during first century Palestine in first century Palestine said that he was God <laughs> yeah. like said that he was the logos through whom all things came into existence. Yeah. And well, to piggyback off this point, uh, CS Lewis also says Jesus is the, th- like the three L's right. Liar, lunatic or Lord. Right? Yeah. Oh this, yeah. This is a great yeah. distinction. So, uh, talk us through yeah. it. Well, so he's either a liar, like he's just running around saying I'm the son of God. Right. Cause like, okay. So okay. So you got this guy saying I'm God. Yeah. Right. So C.S. Lewis says there's these three options. Right. Yeah. Which are liar, lunatic, and Lord. And and the liar, like, okay, Jesus is just, he's just fibbing, right? Or he's a <laughs> lunatic. He actually thinks he's the son of God, but he's not. Yeah. Or he's who he says he is. Now, what's compelling about this is that, I mean, you can you can hold that he's either liar or lunatic, but what makes me kind of believe that he he's Lord, right, is that this guy has a lot of people running around after his death willing to say that he's Lord and they're also willing to go to their deaths for it. So you yeah. got guys like St. Bartholomew who's getting skinned yeah. alive and it's like, okay, if, if he, if, like he saw Jesus, right? <laughs> so if he, if he knew he was a, li- a liar, like you wouldn't die for that. You wouldn't be like, okay, fine, skin me alive. Like That'd think about crazy. that. Yeah. Or uh, St. Peter getting crucified upside down, St. Yeah. Andrew getting crucified in, in a cross or an yeah. X. Yeah. It's just like, okay, what do these guys see? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because if... If they didn't actually hold to that, if they didn't actually experience him and hold to those truths, they would also be lunatics. They would also be crazy and doing something sub-rational for their action. But it yeah. wasn't. 
Yeah, Jesus himself, I mean, if he was just lying and saying, I'm God, and he knew he wasn't God, then when the rubber hit the road and, like, they were about to nail him to a tree, he would have been like, okay, psych, I'm not <laughs> yeah. God. Just kidding! <laughs> yeah. Like, he would have been no. like, chill. But no. he Not only did he endure, he embraced it. And if he was crazy, if, like, he actually thought he was God, but he wasn't, he wouldn't have gathered a following of thousands of people. But, like, yeah. you can recognize someone who's mentally kind of off their rocker when you see him. Yeah. But Jesus Christ spoke to the depths of the human heart and gathered... A yeah. following like nobody else has in human history. And it's interesting, like the scene of the Sanhedrin, sometimes he didn't even, like he spoke to the heart of the human people in his silence. Yeah, he just didn't even say he anything. Didn't even, exactly. You know, and he's it like, infuriated. It did. It made him even more angry. But that's precise. It shows all the more that what he's doing is true and it's good and it's beautiful. Yeah. And, like, and I think Jordan Peterson acknowledges that. Yeah, yeah. It's, he just knows it's compelling and he's kind of being pulled to it. And he's, see, this is the other point I wanted to make about Jordan Peterson is that he's compelled by it and he has enough humility to say, you know, this is, this is, there's something here, you know? Yeah. Cause like I think of myself, like sometimes it's hard to admit that what I was, what I was doing or what I, what I want to do is not right. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I just, I recognize that incredible humility in Jordan Peterson to say, like, look, I'm well read. I know all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and, I think that I missed this one. I've been, I've been, I've been praying for Jordan Peterson. Thank you to God. So did I do this. I think we should, you know, continue to pray for his conversion. Cause like all of this, this process of coming to grapple with the person of Jesus Christ and perhaps even taking the step to say that you believe that he's God, which I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what he did in this video, (laughs) but he, he might have. Yeah. But you, that's evidence that there is grace working inside of his heart and moving him towards his final end. And, you know, that faith we say is a gift. Like it's a purely given gift from God. And Jordan Peterson is a deep thinker who's been trying to think his way through kind of all these truths. Um, but eventually if he's going to become a Christian, which I pray that he does, um, it's going to be because God infuses grace within his soul and, and, and moves him to have faith in, in this man and this person, Jesus Christ. So we should continue to pray for that man. Yeah, I agree. I remember, uh, like watching the video and you know he was like i he, this whole narrative and you know humanity meeting he was like i uh, and he's like started tearing up you know mm-hmm. and he was like i think i actually believe that he said but i'm and he started crying you know he's like but i'm terrified i'm terrified of the consequences I'm, yeah he's, of i'm terrified of what this means right and i was like dude you're making me be terrified I know. because, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it's true like because it's true that's yeah. the, that's like the that's a reality of the christian life like it is true you know, it has consequences. It, it does have a consequence. And they're big. <laughs> um, they literally inform everything and everything we are, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad to, and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see such a public man have the intellectual honesty mm-hmm. to come out and say, yo guys, I'm not tripping. This may be true. Yeah. The vulnerability yeah. that that's Yeah, takes. man. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, no, I think it's also kind of proof that the Lord works on people even later in their life, right? I think like he's he's constantly working. I mean, how old is Jordan Peterson? Do you have that in he's front like of you? 50, yeah, he's like uh, mid-50s. He's like mid-50s. He's been yeah. doing. He's been in the game for a while, and mm-hmm. the Lord's still working on him. I and mean, the Lord wants him, you know? And that it's, he doesn't just want Jordan Peterson. He wants everybody. And yeah. you know, I think that's, that's hope for us that the Lord will work with us as we continue our lives, you know? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, so Jordan Peterson, you know, thank you for what you've done for us and yeah, uh, all the people real. that have come in contact with you. I know we as seminarians aspiring to be priests um, will use some of the mediums you've provided for us to to to, peak, to, to speak to the public people and Absolutely. to meet them where they are. 
um, and be all things for all people. Hey, do you think one day that he might listen to Logos podcast? Probably. I hope so. On the off chance that he does. Thank you. We should tell him thank you and that we're praying yeah. for him and his family. And, amen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Logos Podcast. We spoke about Jordan Peterson. And as always, God bless.